welcome into another podcast episode for Codings Pro Magazine. I'm Stephanie Chizik, and I'm editor in chief of Codings Pro. Today we have with us Tim C. Joining us, he's co-owner of Decorative Concrete of Virginia, founded in 2001. They are a full-service concrete finisher specializing in stamped concrete, stamped and sprayed overlays, and acid-stained concrete. Thanks so much for joining us today, Tim. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Just start by giving our listeners kind of a brief uh, background of, of what you do and, and what Decorative Concrete of Virginia does. Okay. I mean, like you said, I started in 2001. Um, I went to Liberty University, and uh, I got a, had a media degree at Liberty University. And um, I guess when I graduated, I never really uh, never really planned on, like, pursuing a career like that. So when I graduated, um, I ended up working with my dad, who's a general contractor, and we started this business, too, kind of as a side business. And um, we, we started off doing concrete overlays and things like that, and we eventually transitioned into coatings and to polished concrete and the, the other things, too. Was there something about kind of the concrete side that really drew your attention, or, you know, was it more of a business decision? Well, I mean, we, um, you know, it was really just kind of a side project for a long time. I worked for my dad. as a general, He was a general contractor, and um, I guess it was until about, there was like a, a housing crash in like 2007 where, where building got really slow. And then at that point, we kind of just, you know, the building got closed. We focused on the, the servicing directly to homeowners for the concrete overlays and things like that. So that really picked up in 2007. And then once we were pretty much solely doing this concrete business, at that point, we started expanding it, getting into epoxy coatings and polished concrete and things like that. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, any, I'm wondering, you know, what's going on right now in the world. Obviously, if people are listening to this later, we're still kind of working our way through this pandemic. Um, and I hate to, <laughs> I hate to be COVID all the time, but it's obviously really is affecting kind of all aspects of the world, of course. But specifically, the 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 um, coatings industry, the construction industry, contracting. So how how's kind of the world and everything? How's everything been uh, affecting you? And and what are the challenges and kind of um, experiences that you guys have been having over there? Well, I mean, the homeowner work, the homeowner work really picked up for some reason. I mean, I, I guess people, it seems like it's happened for everyone who, who is direct to homeowners right now. For example, my father-in-law has this landscaping supply company, and they're having their biggest year because homeowners are just improving their houses. So yeah, um, things really picked up at the beginning of COVID. We worked almost exclusively for homeowners for probably two months. Did a lot of like garage floors and, and basement floors and stuff like that. And um, I guess once, once kind of, COVID kind of set in with the with lockdowns and things like that. It seemed like a lot of our commercial customers were realizing that it was also going to be a good time to do commercial flooring that they ordinarily wouldn't want to shut down for. So like restaurants and things like that, where in the past they they wouldn't want to shut down for two or three days where things are so slow, they're actually able to, you know, if they want to redo the kitchen, they can shut down for a couple of days because it's not that busy anyway. So mm-hmm. that, that part's been pretty good too. Um, a lot of our a lot of our work is directly to the end user, and those those have really gone really well. The things that we had booked for general contractors, they've you know they've come through, and we're, we're working on those. But that that might be slowing down a little bit, I guess. I guess people, you know the stuff that was already booked was fine, and it seems like maybe that portion of the market might be slowing a little bit. I'm not sure if everyone's seen that or not, but it seems to be the case here. Yeah, I wonder to your point. Um... I hadn't even thought of it in the kind of the different sectors, but I've heard similar stories from other contractors, the same thing that residential and commercial are picking up. I wonder if that means that maybe industrial isn't or if, if it's all sort of if it's all sort of doing well. But yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of it. Maybe because people are all stuck at home. So it's like you're looking at this 
yeah. garage floor that you want to fix or make better, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, that the whole, um, I forget what it's called, the stimulus thing that they sent everyone a check. I mean, mm, the PPP, I, I can't people, remember. It yeah. seems like, well, the one that went to homeowners, to mm. everybody, not the PPP, but the one that went to everybody, it seems like a lot of people use that on home improvements. Um, so, you know, for a little while there, things are really, really booming for directly to residential customers. Oh, Okay. Huh. That's interesting. So are you able to then still get out on the field and kind of, uh, you know, work projects, not maybe not the way you normally would, but in some capacity? Well, I mean, we're, we're all pretty small crews, you know, three or four people. So um, we see these people so much, they're almost like family. So we don't really, we haven't really worried about COVID inside of our business because all, all of our crews stay, stay pretty separate. And then when we're on the job for homeowners, uh, you know, we rarely interact with them. And when we do, it's not like, I'm not sure that COVID would ever be a concern for, you know, when we work for homeowners, because we're just never really around them. You know, mm -hmm. we see them for a minute or two a day and then kind of go about our business. And half the time we're wearing, you know, PPE anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, it hasn't really changed the way we operate at all, really. That's great. I mean, that's awesome. I am. I'm tired. I'm tired of eating lunch in my truck, though. My truck is a mess perpetually because oh, you can't eat in a restaurant anywhere. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good point. You have to, like, have tailgate <laughs> parties now on the back of your truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you guys doing anything yeah. fun project-wise um, that you'd want to share with us, residential or commercial or otherwise? Yeah, I mean, we just, we finished, um, we just finished polishing the new basketball arena here on campus at Liberty University. Oh, cool. So that was a you know, that's an important one for us. That's where, where Landon and I both went to school, and that was an important project for us. It was fun to be included on it, and it was, um, you know, just like just like every project. The floors are coming at the end of the project, and the whole thing runs behind, so we're, you know, in a hurry at the last minute trying to get it done. So it was, it was stressful, but it was fun to be in there working. You know, and they're hanging the scoreboards and stuff, and they're actually putting the floor down and practicing down on the floor, the basketball floor and stuff, and while we're up around the, uh, the mezzanine polishing concrete. So it was a it was a cool environment, something different. That is very cool. So, and, um, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. I was just going to say for people who don't know you, I know you and I have worked together in the past on a few articles. So, Landon is your co owner for Decorative Concrete of Virginia, right? Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. How'd you guys get hooked up? Oh, uh, we're just, you know, we went to high school together. We just know each other forever. He used to do, um, he used to have a landscaping business and, um, he kind of got out. He kind of got out of that during the housing crash that I mentioned, like in 2007-ish, and and we were looking to branch into polished concrete, and it just was a good fit to get him to come help us do that because polished concrete is a like an animal of its own. You have to have someone that does just that. Like it, it'd be hard to switch around doing a lot of different things. So mm. he kind of focuses on that side of our business, and I do the coding side. Okay. Okay. And then I know that you guys have been putting out a lot of kind of. Um... I don't know if education is necessarily the right word, but you're, you've been putting out, out a lot of communications um, to kind of, it seems like, to help improve the industry. Uh, you have your own podcast, I think, still. You are active on the social media platforms. Um, can you kind of maybe just uh, give our listeners maybe an overview of, of why it is that you guys go above and beyond to kind of put all that information out there and, and the, uh, you know, give that information to other contractors and people in the industry? Yeah, sure. I mean... You know, when I when we started, it was it was hard to learn anything. I mean, um, I think we went to had to go to Florida to learn how to do the overlays and stuff like that, and there wasn't a lot of info, information online, and and um, you kind of struggled for a long time because we didn't have anybody to talk to about how to do things. And then when Twitter came along, 
a lot of a lot of other businesses kind of joined Twitter and, and actually met like a handful of other contractors doing things similar to what I'm doing on Twitter. And we always talked back and forth and kind of gave each other ideas and helped each other out and helped each other, helped each other learn things. So that was kind of how we learned everything was just from other contractors. You know, like I said, I ended up with that core group of friends that I, I still talk to regularly there, and, and they were just such a huge help to us that it kind of it kind of made sense to try to help other people, you know, down the road. It's just nice to help people. Just you know, it's just fun to do that. It's it's, um, it's enjoyable to meet new people. So we get so many DMs and messages and stuff about you know how to do this or that that it kind of got exhausting replying one by one. So we just decided to make our answers public. So. We started sharing, you know, things on the YouTube channel. We started the podcast to kind of share our experiences with, with, with what it's like to be a contractor and all the things we deal with, the good and the bad. And, um, you know, it's just it's just fun to, to share our experiences, and it's it's good to help people. And um, then the other the other self-serving part of that is that it does make selling work easier. I mean, all those how-to videos that we make, I post all those on our company website, and our customers obviously see that, and they just trust us more when they when they see us active in a group of, you know, in a community of other contractors, um, it just makes it a lot easier selling a job. So yeah. a couple of reasons that we do it. That makes sense. I also would, you know, someone just recently said that the whole idea of, um, oh, what's that phrase, you know, rising tide rises all ships. And, it, and it's probably the same idea of, of, you know, if you're improving other contractors' work or, or helping them, not necessarily improving them, but it's it's potentially improving the, the industry as well, which is probably also great for, you know, the the flooring and the concrete kind of world in general. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, there's this, there's this one really like high profile project here in Lynchburg that someone else did. It was just a stained concrete project and they did a really great job. It's really fancy, shiny floor and I've gotten so much work from that job where people say, I really love that, that floor. Can you do something like that for me? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the more good stuff that people see is we're in such a small industry. People, I mean, people are always, some people are real competitive and they, you know, try to not share too much and, you know, worry a little bit about competition, but it's such a small industry right now that I, I don't really think that competition is a concern. I don't think that there's enough people to do the work that's available, So. The more good stuff that's out there, I feel like the more that we're going to benefit from it. You know, no matter who's doing the good work, it's just as long as it's not, you know, it would have been a lot worse for us if the person that did that really fancy job here in town, um, if that job fell apart and looked horrible, that would really have hurt my business too. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of all in it together. That makes complete sense that, you know, it, they're not, people aren't necessarily going to be able to distinguish one contractor from another if it's, they think it's the system is failing, you know, if it's, if that's not, if they think that that's not working and it's, it has, they don't know that it has to do with maybe the application or what have you. So, yeah. Well, that's a really interesting way to put, you know, to look at it too. Yeah. We'd also yeah. work to, um, I, mean, I couldn't tell you how, to... go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. I, was, I couldn't tell you how many, how, many, how many jobs I've been on where we go to a homeowner, they have a garage floor, somebody went to Home Depot and bought the cheapest stuff to do this vinyl chip garage floor system, and it's all peeling up, and, and now the customer is skeptical about whether what we're going to do is going to end up the same. I mean, that's a, a constant battle. Mm. So, you know, seeing both sides of that from the garage floor side where we're struggling with this floor that didn't help, everyone sees these floors that aren't holding up. That that part's a struggle to overcome that. Whereas this other, you know, really nice job in town, that we don't have that issue because people aren't wondering, hey, is this going to hold up? Because there's this job in town that gets 10,000 feet on it a day that still looks good. 
Yeah, it sounds like we need to put an article out there that's that's speaking to the like you know homeowner why you shouldn't coat your own garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Maybe we can help you guys out there in that well, area. Well, it's okay to do it. You have to have expect proper expectations, you know. <laughs> right. Understand it might be you that's the problem, not the system that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Right. Uh, I was going to say we, you know, you and I have uh, collaborated before on a, an article about the Sequest um, Aquarium that's in Lynchburg, and I, I just looked it up. It's the January 2020 issue of Codings Pro, and I was just looking back at the pictures, and I just think it's fascinating how many different colors you can do in epoxy, how you can, you know, separate those colors or blend them. Uh, there, I mean, it's it's. It's just an amazingly beautiful floor you guys did out there. Um, I would imagine that Thank that's you. definitely something that you guys hang your hat on too. Oh yeah, definitely. We definitely do. Hills that we're one we're definitely proud of. Yep. Yeah. Any? I mean, I guess any like um, challenges with epoxy in general or getting something like that to work? You know, it's I'm I'm still learning about how the metallics kind of lay down. You know, within the system itself, the different types of. Um, surface prep that you need to consider so that the metallics lay correctly. Uh, it's so interesting. It is, and it's a, there's a lot to it, and there's, you know, there's a lot of ways to do the same thing. Mm. Um, it's not a lot of different than most coatings. You know, the floor has to be rough, and then you coat it, and that's what makes it bond. Um, the issue that we have, you know, we're always trying to please whoever the owner is going to be, the end user. So the issue we have is what the, what the final coat looks like. So on the job like that, when there's 100 people in the room working, it's not a conducive environment for a floor that takes 10 hours to dry because every little bit of dust that gets in the air lands in the floor and it, you know, it's there forever. So um, that's the biggest challenge on a project like that um, is going to either be shutting the job down and trying to figure out how to control the airflow or, or setting expectations for the customer and just letting them know that when we're manufacturing a floor right here on the job site in uncontrolled conditions, you know, you're going to see stuff that lands in the floor, dust and, you know, hair or whatever, just stuff that lands in the floor is going to be there. And that's just part of the, part of the, um, that's just part of that project, part of that look. I guess the best thing in those situations we found is to do a demo for people if we can afford it or if we can make it happen, do like a, a decent size, like 10 by 10 demo. And for Sequest, we ended up doing like a, um, it was probably like a 10 by 20 square in the, in the place while the construction was going on. And that way they could actually see, what the end use was going to be, what, what, what the end product was going to be. Cause there, you know, there was dust in there and we did it and they could see all that grit that showed up in the surface when it was all finished. And, you know, they were okay with it cause they knew they had a timeline and they knew they couldn't shut the building down for two weeks. And, um, you know, it didn't turn out, I'm kind of exaggerating a little bit to the average person. You wouldn't even notice this stuff, right? But, you know, to certain customers, certain customers, they might see it and think it's a big flaw. So that's just the biggest thing that I have for metallic epoxy is just educating the user and letting them know that, these are things that can happen, and um, you just kind of have to deal with it if you want this kind of floor. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably a really good strategy to, to give them, like you're saying, that real-world look. It's not like they can just get something off of a brochure and expect that it's going to look like that when you're, you're chemists in the field. So you're going to, you know, there's, there's obviously not going to be perfect, um, you know, right. I don't know. It's not going to be perfect. Not the, not the floor's going to be perfect, that, but, I mean, the environment itself is not going to be perfect. Yeah, like when you buy hardwood flooring, they, you can go buy hardwood flooring and it's all really nice, you know, off the shelf and loads. But if you go to the manufacturer, they have a whole section of what they call seconds, 
where they've gone through it, and if it's got like a, a, a knot in a weird spot or a blemish in it, they throw that aside and they sell that, and they call it seconds, and they sell it for like half price or something. You know, that's awesome that they can do that, but, you know, we can't do that. Like if there's yeah. a, a blemish on the floor while we're doing it, it's there, you know. That's going to be there, and that's just kind of part of the process. That's a really interesting take on it, yeah. Huh. Um, we've also got, obviously, right now we're, we're chatting in between two uh, – major American holidays, at least. Um, how do the holidays affect you guys? I mean, I would have to imagine they could be beneficial as well as kind of challenging. How does how does that work for you guys in the field? It seems like, <laughs> funny you said that, it seems like customers, any of them, whatever the next holiday is, is always the deadline. Like that, they just come up with, that's the deadline. So, An arbitrary. <laughs> um, like the, yeah, it's, I don't know if it's entirely arbitrary, but it's, it, seems like it is sometimes you know like the the deadline for the the liberty arena was around thanksgiving <laughs> so um of course obviously they have basketball season that's a bad example but like this um this next project we're coming up this firefish and we're getting ready to do the deadline for that is you know january 1st for some reason and and there's a, a thousand people in there we're, we're starting that project today and there's a thousand people in there and we're just like fighting to get to where we need to work <laughs> all because of this January 1st deadline and I know you know, I understand deadlines I understand that they're necessary but mm-hmm. it, it affects the quality of the of what you're getting when people do that you know if it's not if it's not a serious deadline for some like really specific reason like basketball season starting mm-hmm. then it, it it often it affects the quality of everything negatively hmm. but that that's something we're dealing with though every time there's a holiday it's like you know I want it done by Christmas or I want it done by New Year's I had I had two emails today where People want it, you know, something done at their house by Christmas, you know, wow. for some reason. Uh, <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah, I know right, right. And they want it to look good, obviously. Yeah, the, the other, well, yeah, definitely. They don't want, yeah, definitely want it to look good. <laughs> but, um, you know, for holidays, too, we, we have just all of our employees have different times off that they want. Some people want off a little bit before Christmas. Um, the week of Thanksgiving is always hard because that's hunting season in Virginia, so a lot of our crew wants to take off and hunt. You know, November to December, we're we're lucky to get to work at half capacity. It seems sometimes just because there's so much going on all the time. That makes sense. And then add sort of like you know maybe weather issues on top of all of that. Whether it's just you know hard for your crew to get to the job site because of maybe snow or something, or we're in the mid Atlantic, so you probably don't get quite as much snow as maybe like the guys up in um, you know the northern states or Canada for that matter. Matter, but it yeah, might still affect it. Oh. Yeah, we just we just stay home if it snows. Oh. <laughs> That's what we do of, here in Maryland. People make fun of us, but <laughs> yeah, it snows, and people don't understand why we do that. But it snows, and if you just stay home for a day, it's melted and gone, <laughs> and you can yep. just carry on. Uh. We don't, you know, our, we don't we don't take our little two wheel drive van out in the snow for any reason. It's like there's no no yeah. good reason to do that for us. You can wait it out in the, in Virginia. Yeah. They can't do that up north, but yeah. Yeah. No, they can't. I know. It never, it never, never thaws up north once a year, right? Yep. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, that's all I've really got. Do you have anything else you want to share with our um, listeners before we before we close up? I don't think so. I think okay. I mean it was fun. Yeah, I mean it's just nice kind of catching up and chatting and, and hearing kind of what's going on in the field and obviously you know happy holidays to to you and your your uh, family and crew and everyone out there. So thanks so much for taking the time to kind of chat with us today. 
Yeah. Thanks for having me. Merry Christmas to you too. Thanks. Oh, wait, Tim, before we go, um, if people do want to follow up with you with any questions or reach out to you about your social media or all those kinds of things that we just talked about, where where do you want them to go for that? Oh, yeah. Um, my website is just, decorativeconcreteofvirginia.com, and then you can find me anywhere on Instagram or Twitter or, or whatever. It's TimDCVA. It's right. my username pretty much everywhere. Awesome. Well, thanks again. appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. Calling all Coatings contractors. We have a great resource for you. Coatings Pro Magazine provides you with the latest news, trends, and technologies for your coating needs. And the best part? It's completely free to anyone who signs up. Simply visit CoatingsProMag.com slash subscribe. Coatings Pro. Know what the pros know.